Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ask You podcast. My name is Sienna, and today I'm going to continue talking about mental health and academic stress. And specifically, I'm going to be talking about focus span. I don't know if many of you have experienced this, but I know that when I was in high school and when I was in first year and second year, I was able to focus for long periods of time. Like I remember cramming with a capital C for my exams in first year, and I could spend the entire day in the library from morning to night, just looking over notes, writing things down. And the only breaks I would take would be to go to the washroom, get more water and like eat my meals. That would be it. And I know that for sure in fourth year and in third year, I had really lost that ability. Like I, I really have so much trouble focusing on everything from watching lectures to writing papers. And so the way that I've been reflecting on it is that number one, I think it's just this accumulated academic and personal life stress that has been building up over the last four years and heading quite steeply towards burnout. And I know that that's a word that I hear so often on campus. And what I wanna say is that um, there's been times this year when I'll be working on an assignment and I'll be thinking to myself, this assignment is not that difficult. I feel totally capable of working on this paper, this lecture, whatever it is. And yet when it comes time to sit down and start working on it, I have trouble focusing for more than, you know, sometimes as little as 10 minutes. And I used to just feel like, I don't understand why I can't focus. I have already done all the things I said in my last podcast, taking the pressure off, um, thinking about like, you know, this is, this is something that I feel confident I can do believing in myself. And still those thought processes don't help, help me to overcome that inertia or that like barrier in front of me to really get started and get focusing. And I think what I really want to say is that at any given point in time, It's really hard, I think, for some people to shut off the feelings of stress stemming from other areas in their life. So maybe you're not feeling super stressed about this assignment, but maybe you're feeling stressed about the overall grade or you're feeling stressed about um, something related to your physical health or something related to um, a situation at home. And so that stress that's coming from different areas of your life is in many ways, still in some compartment of your brain and still causing you um, distress, even if it's not at the forefront of your mind. And that stress can also compound with a lot of other feelings. And I think that's another reason why when approaching an assignment or a lecture, you can feel paralyzed, even though that task doesn't seem like it's the thing causing the stress. It's all the other stresses in your current situation. So what do you do when you are feeling like it's so hard to stay? Like 
you know, last week we were talking about how do you get started this week? I want to talk about how do you stay focused on, on a task? And so the most commonly recommended one is Pomodoro, Pomodoro method. And that's the idea of setting a timer for like 25 minutes, I think really in a range of 20 to 30 minutes and you put everything away and you just focus for that long. And after that time is up, you take a really short five minute break. And so my suggestion for this type of method is that if you're going to use this method and you're going to take a break, I would highly suggest doing something that just really brings you joy and something that takes you away from your work. And so things that I do when I use the Pomodoro method would be to put on like two, three songs, whatever it takes to get to like just around five minutes. And I will just dance around my living room or I will, um, I will respond to some text messages, or I will pick a video that's like really short, like five minutes, no more than 10 minutes. Um, and it can be like a YouTube video about food or something. And then I will watch just that video. And the thing that's really important about picking what you're going to do in your break, um, would be to select something that has a finite end to it. And it's something that you really enjoy. So something like picking two songs to dance to. Well, when those two songs are up, they're up, like the music stops. Or if you're watching a video, it's going to stop after it ends. Um, or if you're you know, doing a meditation, I really highly recommend Headspace. I think that the facilitators have really awesome voices that guide you through the meditation that meditation ends and Adam or whatever says I hope you have a good rest of your day so making sure that that break item is something that has a definite end will help you from getting sucked into the rabbit hole of social media or the rabbit hole of Netflix for example so the truth is that Pomodoro method for me in fourth year, it only works when I'm watching lectures and it only works on lectures related to neuroscience. It doesn't work for me for anything else. And that's okay. I also want to say, I also want to convey that different types of tasks and different types of classes might require for you to use a different strategy to tackle each one. So I can't use, you know, Pomodoro for anything else, but some other things that I do would be the idea of making the goal so small that you must be able to achieve it. And the idea with this is that the goal that you pick doesn't need to be efficient. It doesn't need to make sense. It just needs to be totally achievable for you. And the reason for this is that number one, every time you achieve that goal, no matter how teeny tiny it is, it one gives you a little bit of, um, it gives you a little bit of accomplishment that, Hey, I made this goal, even if it's super tiny. And two, that when you accomplish that goal, at least you've done something and something is better than nothing. Okay. And so what I mean by this is that maybe, maybe we come back to the lecture idea and, um, you watch lecture for literally five minutes. 
And after five minutes, you give yourself a break. You know, maybe it's a five minute break. I literally don't care. It sounds super inefficient, right? You, you only watch the lecture for five minutes and you're breaking for five minutes. Sounds totally inefficient. But if you do that in an hour, you will have watched at least 30 minutes of your lecture. And when you compare those 30 minutes to the idea of, you know, I'm sure some of us have had days, I've definitely had days where I've watched Netflix for like 10 hours straight and done zero minutes of my lecture. 30 minutes is better than zero minutes plus the guilt of watching Netflix all day, right? So the idea here is that you're not being efficient, but you're getting something done. This is another method that I use in my personal life when I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I can't do things like the chores, like I feel really stressed about doing laundry or the dishes. I always feel really stressed about doing dishes. And so sometimes I just make a deal with myself. I'm just going to wash one plate and that's it. And it seems like not a lot, but in comparison to nothing, it can be so transformational for you. And so the key point here is that if you're at that point where you can only set really small goals, that's okay. Like be gentle with yourself and just work towards some progress. Okay. And this is definitely a method that I used when I was in third year and I was watching a lot of my asynchronous classes at home. I found it so hard to watch the lectures. And so what I would do is I would tell myself, I'm going to watch minimum five minutes. So then I'd watch my lecture. If five minutes came and I was, and I was feeling like really done with it, I would stop at five minutes. If I still felt good, I would go longer. You know, if you, if you don't have to stop, you know, you don't really have to stop, but you know, a lot of times five minutes will come and I'd be like, okay, I want to, I want to pause. And then what I would do is I would have my phone with Netflix open on a little tripod next to me and I would watch one scene. Okay. So this is really, this is also kind of related back to having a finite end. This one's difficult because it's easy to get sucked into an episode, but I would be watching a show and I'd watch one scene and a scene can last, you know, three to five minutes after their conversation is done, after they change the setting, then I would immediately pause it and I would go back and I'd watch five more minutes of my lecture. And honestly, it took me a really long time to finish my lectures, but I finished them in time to take my exam or whatever it was that I was doing that I needed to watch my lectures so desperately. And that's what got me through all of my asynchronous classes in third year. So the next strategy that I want to talk about is I have it written down, but I cannot remember. Give me a moment. The next strategy that I want to talk about is blocking in time. And this is something that I do for my assignments in particular. So in third year for my lab course, we had to write lab reports and the lab reports would have different sections, the introduction, results one, discussion one, discussion paragraph two, conclusion, whatever it is. And I would go into my Google calendar and I would block off how much time I think I needed for each section. So one hour for the introduction, 
30 minutes for the conclusion, one and a half hours for the discussion, whatever it is. And I would not allow myself to take more than the time allotted for the task. And so this is a little bit helpful. I don't know if any of you have heard of like time expands to match or work expands to match the time that you have. And so this is an artificial way of boxing it in and saying that I'm going to work on this introduction for one hour. And when one hour comes, whether I'm finished that introduction or not finished that introduction, I will write out my last thought and I will move on, move on. Because it is so easy when you're doing an assignment to just get stuck in the minutia and getting the perfect wording. And sometimes what you really need to get an assignment just submitted, honestly, or just get something down on paper for you to start editing, whatever your current academic goal is, is that you just need to force yourself to do something or anything. So setting in that time and being really strict. After an hour, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to move on. So that's another strategy that I have. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about is... For me, this year, sometimes when I'm really stuck on something, and I talked about this last podcast, when I was literally crying because I couldn't even read the instructions to my lab, you know, sometimes when I get really stuck, really paralyzed, I feel like I can't leave my condo. If I leave my condo, I'm going to lose time traveling to the library. I'm going to lose time that I could be spent working on going to grandma's house. But if you're in that state when you can't get started, you're so paralyzed, the truth is that it's very unlikely that by staying in the exact same spot that you're in, that you're going to get anything done. So if you have spent, you need to draw a line for yourself after this many hours of being immobilized, I'm going to change my strategy and possibly change my location. So it can come in two ways. Maybe you're, you're trying to use a certain strategy to get your work done. After a certain amount of time of that not working, you need to change your strategy. So a different approach or also be open to just changing your location, going somewhere else. And the cost of you traveling downtown or you traveling to your local library or calling up a friend, honestly, is the cost of that will be very small if the benefit you gain is that you actually start working on your assignment. Because the benefit of starting comes in two parts. Number one, that you have now started on the assignment or the lecture. And then number two, it helps relieve a little bit of your stress when you get even just a small part of it done. So to finish off this section, I just really want to say that it's important to be adaptable. Thinking about what have I been doing? Is it working? And I talk a lot about this in the sense of like, oh, if you have been doing this all semester and it's not working, like switch it. Yes. But also if on a Monday in, you know, February, you've been trying to do Pomodoro method and it hasn't worked all day. Well, then don't keep doing that. Do something different. And that action of just shocking your system a little bit with a bit of dynamic change 
can help you to refocus and reapproach whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So that's where I'm going to end it for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Next week, we're going to come back and continue talking about mental health. And I wish all of you really good luck on your exams and your final assignments. I know that this is a really, really difficult time. I've heard from so many people how tired and stressed they are. And so I just also wanted to say that you're not alone. And sometimes I would say beating yourself up about it, blaming yourself for things like that, it's not at all beneficial. And I would also say that, you know, there's a lot of extraneous factors causing stress every single year, not just this year. And so if you're feeling really tired, if you're feeling really stressed, you know, I think there's a lot of students who also feel that same way. And I, I am for sure. And I know that all of the ASU executives are really cheering all of you on and hope that, um, hope that you can finish off this semester and, and hopefully take some time to have a break and relax. Thank you so much, everyone.